Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. Hello, friends. We're back. It's another episode of the Brian Trust, the beginning of March. Ooh, the onset. The, the, the onset of the impending arrival of the the thing that is March. No, that's it's, it's, okay. it's madness, man. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, like, I guess if you're really into certain things, I suppose it is madness. But yeah, um, never got into that. I don't know why. I, I I didn't either. I occasionally would like toy with the brackets, like at work. Though David pass out I don't the bracket. Not I'm looking at it, quite honestly. Not even not necessarily even for betting. Well, neither did I. But I so I I mean I have usually I would go like win loss percentages and to like try and go that way. And yeah, no, I I gave up on it. I'm just like you know I'm not I don't care that much. I'm yeah. I look at it this way though. March Madness for people. Some people really enjoy it. Great. Mm-hmm. But then they don't get to criticize when I go to Dragon Con in costume. <laughs> you know? Right. Because that's my thing. march. That's my thing. Right. That's your thing. You know, like football right. fans who, who, like, they get face paint and they tailgate and they do all the stuff for the Super Bowl. Or whatever. Like, ah. Then they see, a, see you know, people going to, to a Comic-Con and they're like, ah, nerds. Nerds, you know, right. with shirtless like, and like freezing do, on the you cold. Do, you literally do the exact same thing, just in the mode of football. Like, right. I don't understand what the difference is. Right. Except and you don't have to get you're paying off. a lot more money than we are. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I uh, anyway. Everybody, everybody has the things they love, and that's that's good. And that's okay. It's yeah. good to have things that you love. It's, yes. It gives you something to look forward to, and you know, it adds to your life. Sure. Yes. I can see that. So it has been, it's been a couple weeks since the last episode. It has been a couple weeks. We had a break last weekend. Took another break last week because I was in another show. Congratulations. Uh, How did it go? It went okay. Um, There were some technical, minor technical things with the show. Uh, Glitches here and there. And some of that was we didn't have our, uh, one of our cast members is the, basically the, the technical director for the company. Uh, uh, he's a guy who usually ends up running the soundboard for most of at least setting things up. And he knows because he he's a professional audio engineer for right. like concerts and theater, like around town. Like he does a lot right. of gigs right? for that. So he knows what he's doing. Um, we didn't have him and it showed. <laughs> kind of uh, struggling. It was good. It was a learning experience. Oh, sure. For sure. The other thing, it taught us a lot of things, which is that, artsy as a whole like we don't have enough equipment to support two simultaneous shows because we had the main company was up in chattanooga mm-hmm. at a convention last weekend at Connuga specifically which is an annual convention up there mm. uh performing and then we were doing our show at the same time so mm-hmm. it was and that's where he was he was actually up there helping them out mm. uh with Connuga um because there were more technical issues it was just to be on the safe side because they've had some issues up there and where they were holding the convention. Uh, there are some rooms in there that we do not want to be performing in because they're concrete walls and mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, echo as well as call it the echo chamber of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of reverb off the bounce off the walls and stuff and it just kills your sound. Like it's yep. really bad for, yep. for audio work. Yeah. Huh? yeah. But the show, the library went good. It was a smaller attendance than the first show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. I don't mind, you know, um, I will be performing again in a singing capacity in the the show that I directed specifically. So I wouldn't have to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I did. Okay. You know, I don't mind. I All get, right. I get compliments on my voice, which, you know, obviously I'm happy to receive. Yes. Um, I'm going to be playing a different role next month because we have a different person missing from the cast for the last show. So it's, mm-hmm. um, we're going to rehearse later in the week for that. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other things I don't need a ton of rehearsal. Thankfully, that's I'm usually pretty good about coming in cold and mm-hmm. and doing some of that, so it shouldn't be too bad. Um, yeah, no. So we had fun. We're uh, yeah, Gwinnett County, which is kind of as outside Atlanta. It's like kind of northeast, yeah, east northeast of Atlanta. Uh, okay. So we've right. been partnering with their the public library system to do a series of shows. After yeah. the first show, they asked us 
A, can you come back and do a kid show for the summer program? And can you do something in the fall? Yeah. And we talked to them about it. <laughs> we're like, this is our super busy season. So the summer's not going to work <laughs> for us. Yeah, right. Maybe in the fall we can talk about doing something, doing another show for the adults, something a little more adult oriented, not, mm-hmm. not, you know, over sexualized or, you know, not R rated, but most right. of our shows are very family friendly. Of course. But we do have scripts that we can do for an older audience. Right. Uh, when need be. So that's, mm-hmm. um, so we're like, well, we'll, we'll, you know, let us get past dragon cons kind of the end of that. And then there's like a gap of a couple months in there where we, we're not necessarily, we don't necessarily have a, have a show, but we can kind of concentrate once we're like, let us get past labor day and then we can talk. <laughs> right. Uh, Cause most of our production calendar is usually booked up at the beginning of the year. Like we schedule mm-hmm. out a lot in advance for the conventions that we, even if those yeah. conventions aren't necessarily firmed up, right. Cause they're still organizing. We know that they want us to come back for that. So we try to at least block off that weekend to say we're tentatively committed to this. Right. Um, but I've been talking with the president of the company who filled in with us this past week. Like we're talking about it because the ideal, ideally we want to have enough equipment for the company to be able to do two shows in two different locations at once. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to have backups as well, just in case and things like that. But we also need to get a better sense, like a, do an actual equipment survey and figure out everything that we have mm-hmm. and everything that we use. So we can say, you know, this is for, this is, you know, for show a and this is for show b you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and then we can mm-hmm. use that show b equipment for other even if we don't use it for that we can use it for other things mm-hmm. even if we're not doing two shows at once at a given time like we can use multiple pieces of equipment mm-hmm. and you know we've got a closet full of fully stuff for fully sound effects and things that we need to catalog there's a lot of stuff that we need to catalog <laughs> nice. to organize that's fun though that sounds like a lot of fun it's interesting and when you know if Someday you happen to end up here, you know. Perhaps, maybe could, it could happen. Not in play. We it's, don't know. Don't discount a, anything. Here's That's the thing: I, I always try to reach out to other voice actors. Like something like this, if you get a chance to do radio theater, it's a great way to, especially if you want to learn, if you want to stretch yourself and do character work and things like. That. Like I don't. Most of my voiceover stuff straight up narration, obviously yeah, right. with audiobooks and things like that. So I don't get to do a lot of character work. So this is a great opportunity for me to really. Mm-hmm. exercise that without having to pay for a class. Right. A great right. learning opportunity. So, it's Oh kinda, yeah. Oh yeah. It's real so world and learning. Just, yeah. And like, we just started now that now the rather we started uh, studying new scripts, we've got a convention coming up in April. Mm-hmm. And so we're reading new scripts to, and auditioning for that show, but it's always a good time for us because we put out the word and like, Hey, if new people want to come into the company, and start getting involved prior to our big show at Dragon Con in the summer because you have to attend like X number of rehearsals before you can mm-hmm. be considered for mm-hmm. being cast in a show. So right. we try to give them several weeks' notice to go, hey, if you start showing up now, you can actually be in these shows. Right. Um, so we had three or four new people show up this week. Um, mm-hmm. Always fun. New meat. Um, I say that. Fresh <laughs> I, meat. It was nine months ago I was the fresh meat. So, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, right but it's always good to get new people involved because they bring different things to the table and oh yeah and stuff like oh, that yeah. like one guy yeah. was one guy he's he likes voice acting he want, kind of wants to get into voice acting but he's an engineer by training mm-hmm. some of it's software engineering but he he wants to do the audio side too which is great mm-hmm. because we need mm-hmm. board operators and we need stuff right. some a lot more of the technical side foley we need right. people who want to do foley and right things like that. We're trying to get some more of that under control and there, there are discussions because, you know, we want the company to evolve and grow and right. Do what we can do. You know, anyway, it was a very fun show. Good. Um, it, it, it's, um, driving me crazy. I'm doing more acting work. with not getting paid, but that's what it is. You know, it that's, happen, I, I'm man. getting paid in the education that I'm getting from doing, doing the work. So right. it's free. Education. That's how I, I look at this. It's in it. And I'm contributing my time. So I could put a value on it, maybe I could write it off as a tax deduction <laughs> but mm-hmm. at some point, figure that out. Um, anyway, the, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's most of, most of what I was doing last week was prepping for that show. And then this week was getting back in the swing of things. I'm working on reorganizing my bedroom, you know, moving furniture mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. cleaning up and uh, right. stuff like that. I'm going to, sell some things because you know money's tight as it always is yeah, right. sure 
I did a little the actor's life for me. Could happen, man. Hey, there are plenty of actor stories where they like they had well, yeah, no, no, barely I, two nickels to rub together, and all of a sudden they they landed something, and now they're like, well, and that's large. you know that's you know I'd be satisfied when you do that. I think one of the things I find I struggle with with that because um, I have work that I can be doing. I find when I get home from my day job and stuff, I just uh, it just never happens, right? And it, some of that is just because I got into a routine. Mm-hmm. and things uh and i just need to bust that routine a little bit so i'm trying to be more aggressive about that as well um it's always easier to do that in times of extreme poverty because you're a little more motivated mm-hmm. um i think by fear if nothing else yeah. so but i'm keeping up watching a movie every day i'm you know and still still doing that it's interesting it hit day 60 yesterday wow that's so two months of of watching a movie every single day yeah, and I the one I watched yesterday was not great. Mm. Um, mostly, it just kind of was flat for me. Sure. Like I, I think I know what they were trying to get across, but I was just like, I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> it was just gonna, but I and I almost bailed on it mm. like halfway through. But I promised me that's the challenge of this is I promised myself I have to watch the entire thing. I cannot right bail on i can't quit the movie like i actually have to watch the entire thing all the way through right uh so so that has been interesting to try and and do mm. that and occasionally that's the thing i hit the occasional day where it's like ooh, do i really want to watch this or what do i want to see what mm. do I wanna, right right what do i want to do and um it's never and some of it is some things I can't download to like watch at work to sit, you know, right. download online to watch at work. Some, some stuff I can, which is good. The other one I had, like I watched uh, the master hmm. this week it was the Paul Thomas Anderson one. That's totally not about Scientology. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, it's not, it's inspired by the origins of that, but it didn't really, it's not about that specifically. Right. Right. But the movie just didn't click for me. Hmm. Like, okay you know it was one of those like it it was interesting in some ways but it was a little it felt a little too little disjointed and kind of jumped around a lot and i just i couldn't really get into it so i have that same feeling about the reboot of the tv show one day at a time okay you know i'm talking about well i haven't uh, watched it i haven't watched it yet but that's um yeah, so the seventies, you know, the seventies version. You're very familiar with it, right? It's uh, I am. A I haven't mother. obviously I haven't seen it in forever, but yeah, I, I right. I mean, you know the premise, right? Yeah, single mother. Yeah, she's make. You know, she's trying her best to live. Sure. And she's raising two daughters, and they yep. have you know the superintendent in their building. Yeah. All this stuff, right? Uh, so they did a reboot. Same executive producer Norman Lear, right? Uh, is he executive producer? Right, he's involved. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, because he created the original show too. Exactly. So he's involved in the reboot, and so the reboot is sort of same premise. Mm-hmm. Um, Schneider is a young, a very younger Schneider, uh, and he's the, I think he's the building superintendent. I don't know. I, I you're right. Anyway, so, right. and then it's a, it's a Cuban family. Yes. But they have added a twist. So Rita Moreno is the grandmother that lives with them. And then right. it's a single, it's a single mom. She's a veteran mm-hmm. and her husband decided to stay in Afghanistan. So they separated, right? So he's also, he was also in the military. So right. they separated and she's raising a son and a daughter and, um, she's dealing with PTSD. The, the, the veteran mom is dealing with PTSD <laughs> and she's a nurse um, and they, and they touch on, they touch on a lot of different, um, issues of the day. Like, okay. uh, they had, they had the second episode, um, she was dealing with workplace discrimination, meaning that her male counterpart nurse, right? This guy that's sure. a nurse, he's basically a lazy, you know, sycophant, right? I mean, he's just like, they, they really played him up to be kind of a jerk. Sure. Uh, whatever. And she's frustrated with him. Well, it comes out that he's making more money than she is. And she is like running that office. You know, she's doing yeah. all the jobs he's doing minimal. Right. Sure. So that came out. But anyway, there's something about that show that I just, I, I'm not connecting with. 
And, but people have said, oh, it's amazing. It's such an amazing show. You got to watch it. Stick with it. It's great. Man, man, man. I'm, I'm trying so hard to get past the third episode. It's yeah. painful. It's so well, painful. And, and I'm not connecting with it. And I'm like, no. Then that's okay. You know, it happens. Yeah. It's Yeah. But I, but I relate. I can relate to, to sure. like not, not connecting with it. I just, right. I yeah. There's just well, something about and, it that I'm just not connecting with. And I will talk about some connections because I, the, the past couple of weeks, I've watched two movies we've specifically talked about on this podcast. Have you? Before. Yeah. So last week, I watched, uh, I finally watched Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. It was that on was Hulu. So I did, I did watch it. It was. It was interesting. It, it's not so much about Wonder Woman itself, like the creation of the character itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it touches on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's more about the relationship that they had yeah. in a way, which I will point out, the Marston family itself denies the accuracy of that story. Okay. So, which is fair. Um, sure, we don't know what the truth is. Like, it, it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, and I don't care necessarily if right. it's the truth or not. Like, it was, it was not a bad story i think it i don't know that it needed to be told it was one of those i think it just got made because it was the 75th anniversary of the character and the movie mm-hmm. and the movie came out and yeah and it happened to be a big hit fortunately right. uh, otherwise i think it would have just come out it would have been released very quietly and right um it was probably it was just, based on was, a true-ish story but like well, they said, probably added said, some things it, it actually says based on a true story in the movie because mm-hmm. it's based on a book that right. was written about the Marston family, but the Marston family themselves denied that that's actually accurate. Right. They didn't say it wasn't true. They just said it wasn't accurate. So I'm, it's interesting to me. Right. Some of the ways they described that it, it wasn't ba- It wasn't compelling to me to watch mm. all right. the way through. I know it was like, um, I'm glad it's over when they were walking was, through the park. I was like, Oh, thank God the credits are rolling. <laughs> well, it was, I, didn't, I wasn't that bad about it, but I mean, it was, no, it, but I was like, this was is interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In some degree, like it, and it's kind of they're very into fetish play and things like that. Yes, so, of I mean, course, that's it's not. But they didn't make sense obsess over that much. But that's the thing, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like he was a psychologist who was dealing with, who was researching essentially the fem. Like he was a feminist and a psychologist who was who was detailing the feminine the feminine mindset, right, right, and on sexuality and all of right. that, along with his wife and right. Well, it he and his very, wife, I mean, in the movie, he and his wife entered into the whole thing with yeah. curio- curiosity for the sake of research. Well, the interesting part to me you is know. like, it's it's interesting to me. First of all, she was very more bluntly not blunt and probably smarter than he is yeah. in a lot of ways. And she couldn't get her PhD from heart. Like she refused a PhD from Radcliffe. Mm. but she because she because harvard wouldn't give her the doctorate like she didn't want to yeah. get it she didn't get a doctorate because she wanted it from harvard yeah. and they wouldn't give it to her because she's a woman and i was mm-hmm. like first off that's not that's dirty pool that's not fair yeah um but uh at least to, nowadays it would be unheard of to do that but you know and radcliffe itself is basically harvard like it's not and even then it was still radcliffe was basically harvard but it was the women's harvard you know so it was kind of eh. right yeah. Um anyway, uh you can yell at us on the Facebook page if I'm wrong about that, which I might be. I may not be wholly accurate for those Harvard alumni out there that are listening. Right. Um, That's with the Ivy Leaguers, man. Yeah. The uh but the yeah, so they you know, this teaching assistant that comes in and kind of upends their lives in ways you wouldn't expect. It was kind of I mean it was very it was a very progressive mindset that they had. About that, and knowing that how it, how other people would react. I mean, they were very good about keeping it quiet because they knew how other people would react. Yeah, and sure enough, you know, like they'd like their kids get into get beat up, you know, get into fistfights with the neighbors and stuff because right because of what's yeah. going on and all this drama. Right. There's some there's some hanky panky going on in that house. Yeah, well, when the one woman walks in on the multi, that was yeah. that moment. That was actually kind of funny to me. I was just like. Okay, I'm just gonna walk. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, I thought that right. I knew that I knew something like that was probably gonna happen, but that was mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. Like that was a funny right. moment. Um, like first off, who does that? Who just walks into somebody's house? But right, <laughs> I forgot, right, it's exactly. the 40s, you know, and it's not whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah. 
So, so there's, uh, and that's still available on Hulu for people if they want to check it out. Um, the other movie I saw this week was Lady Bird. I love Lady Bird. I finally watched. I know you do, and I mentioned that in my posts about the on Facebook about the movie and tagged you specifically. Yeah. Oh, um, in that post uh that you were like you were very obsessed with you really not obsessed but you really love no, this movie it's it's very entertaining correct me. i i liked it i don't know that i loved it mm-hmm. but i see where the quality of it comes from i think some of it for me is some of these indie films it, they're so i have a hard time connecting to these movies just because mm-hmm. they're so like slice of life i don't like there's no resolution no real resolution at the end not really there's parts there's a partial resolution to, to to her getting out of school, you know, the basic plot stuff, but the yeah. relationship stuff hasn't really mended. And that's kind of the point. I, I mean, I get that that's the point, but it's like, that's not yeah. what I go to the movies to do. That's not what of I go course. to for. Like I of want course. a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. Yeah. Um, the open ended ending uh, to me is like, hmm. Yeah. Like, well, and, that's, and like, like you movie, can assume, right. You the movie I saw yesterday had that problem too, where it's very, yeah. like it pops in in the middle of a conversation and ends in a conversation in the exact same place. And I'm just like, I don't care. Um, like the day before Lady Bird, I watched The Incredibles two. I love that because uh, that just became available on Netflix a little while ago. So I watched that. Uh, um, num num cookie, <laughs> and it wasn't that. I like the first one better. Of again, it's, it's a novelty, and it's and it's basically the same plot again. Yeah, but um, I like the twist they put on it the second time around with and the relationship with Elastigirl kind of getting elevated up to the front, which makes sense. Yeah. In, in this era of. Yeah, it was a very it was a very neat movie because I was I think she's by far the smarter and more capable of the two of them. Sure. In the family. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm glad she got her moment in the sun as as the person who really should be the leader of that of that family of superheroes. Right. Right. Um, Did you did in the in the beginning of the movie when you watched it, did they have the strobe warning? Like the, 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 uh, like if you're susceptible no. to seizures and strobes, no, should. because there wasn't a lot of stro- Like when I watched it, I didn't see a lot of like flashing, like strobing, like they had the spirals and stuff, but it wasn't like, you know, super bright and strobing. Right. Right. So I think, I think it, it was more the scene where she was, uh, yeah. When she confronts the, yeah. When she confronts him for the first time in person, like, right. In, in, in his, in his warehouse. With yes. The there was wall. all, yeah. Because in the theater, man, it was like, well, that's the oh, thing. You're in a super darkened environment. Most oh, most time, yeah. most places you're watching it on Netflix, you're not necessarily in a super darkened environment like a movie. No, theater. exactly. So it probably would be less less likely to do oh, that. Yeah. You're not watching it on a screen that large either. Right. Right. Um, in theory. Uh, mm-hmm. So. So yeah, no, I but I I enjoyed it. Again, again, much like with Cars Three, or like the earlier movie was the first movie was better. Yeah. Interesting thing part was like between Incredibles one and Incredibles two, the entire Cars franchise was released. It was like made yeah. and released in that gap between one and right. two. Right. Exactly. Um, which is inter- and I like that Incredibles two picked up right where the first one left off. You know, like yeah. it just immediately went into the next story. And yeah. and, and, and yeah. like it starts with the underminer coming up at the end of their first movie. So it's Exactly. I did exactly. enjoy that. Like there was little things little things I enjoyed. Jack Jack was hilarious and Jack Jack with Edna Mode was Oh yeah. So funny. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That was hilarious. Um, he had his own little fight with the raccoon. That was, <laughs> yes. Oh God. The fight with the raccoon was, was awesome. Oh, that was, that was so yeah, good. That's the thing. And there were elements of it, I think. And that's the thing. Like at, there were, I felt like it dragged for like the first 20, 30 minutes, but it yeah. was setting up the roller coaster ride that was to cut, you know, the, the rest of the story. Oh, once, well, once speaking the, of once the plot, got, basically once the plot, the screen yeah. slaver show that like once the plot got going, the main plot, yeah. I'm like, oh, there we yeah. go. Now the bad yeah. guys here. I can. Yeah. I well, funny you mentioned roller coaster ride because the in, in uh, Disneyland, California Adventures, mm-hmm. the they rethemed the Screaming Eagle. Uh, it's a it's a roller coaster. They rethemed it to the Incredibles and it's based off of Incredibles 2. Nice. And it is it's a fantastic. I mean, they didn't change. Well, I'm not, about the I'm track. not a roller coaster guy, so oh, I don't. I, so I like good. the theming is so good. I like that in my plots, not in my, not in my, you know, not, yes, of I, course. I right. like to watch a plot, not plots in my family. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not maybe someday, but I'm just too much of a, I've, I've been in a couple of those things like flume rides. <laughs> I'll do for some bizarre reason. Yeah. Um, 
ever since, especially like I tried the Indiana Jones ride or whatever, Disneyland, the temple. The, oh yeah. That's the, a rough one. That was the worst experience I've ever had on a ride. Like my knees, it's that were hydraulic there. car, like, man, it just jerks you around. Well, and the worst part was I was up in front oh, and there was nowhere. It was like a solid wall of plastic. So there's nowhere to put your feet. Like there's no, there's no holes. Oh yeah. Your leg. Oh no, yeah. Oh yeah. It's a big, yeah. And, it was banging my leg. I could barely walk when I got out of the thing. Like, oh, I know. So bad. And I my know. knees were bruised for days. Like it just was. Yeah. They build those rides, not for normal size people. Well, honestly, I am not a normal size person. No, I know. So but like, no. uh, even, even if yeah. I was a skinny six, two person, it would be tough mm-hmm. to sit in there. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, I know yeah, the last couple of weeks I had, yeah. I watched some terrible movies. I watched some good movies. There's one you might like. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called robot and Frank. It's set Robot in, and Frank. Yeah, it's set in the near future. It. it stars Frank Langella as like hmm. this retired jewel thief. Oh. Who's who's basically putting around in a house living by himself. Um, but he, he ha, he's suffering from the onset of dementia um. as well. So his son buys this robot to help him around the house, basically, to help take care of him and yeah. make sure he doesn't hurt himself and that kind of thing. Because he's off working and the daughter is off as she's like a, uh, like an anti-robot activist. And so she's off mm-hmm. in the world doing other stuff and helping with, you know, in like the middle East or in Afghanistan or something. It's really weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so he decides to teach the robot how to steal things to help him, to help him commit robberies. Oh, that's funny. It's pretty fun. It's not like wacky funny, but it's yeah. subtle. Like I, I like the character work. Um, Susan Sarandon plays the town librarian that he's kind of uh. sweet on. Yeah. And there's a reveal part way through um, that was really great that I actually didn't see coming. So I was okay. like, bravo to you guys for bravo. for that. Like, I like how, how it worked out in the end. Like the story was nice and there are, yeah. there are some very funny moments. Um, yeah. But I, I liked it a lot. Like it was a cool, that was a cool yeah. story. So I think that yeah. one was on, I don't remember where that was. I think that's, mm. it's, I, I have the posters from like the 18th. You'd have to go back and go back on my yeah. fan page and take a look. Right. Right. Um, but that's one, I think it was on Amazon. Nice. I think it's on Amazon, but yeah, check yeah. that one out. It's, it's really yeah. good. You might like that. Side note, a uh, quick side note on Alzheimer's or dementia. Did you, uh, they are doing some extensive research on, uh, the cause of Alzheimer's and dementia and, oh. and they, what they have touched on and they're exploring way more is the link between, uh, dental hygiene and Alzheimer's and dementia. They're finding that the bacteria in your teeth getting in your bloodstream actually contributes to the onset of Alzheimer's and dementia, which is very interesting. Feel better. All right. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, yeah, like when you, you know, brushing and flossing and taking care of your teeth may actually somehow reduce your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia, which is very interesting. They're also finding it's a, it's a bacteria, it's a protein. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I, I feel like in our lifetime, we are going to see Alzheimer's and dementia cured. Like there is going to be treatment and cure for it, which is exciting. That's very exciting. That's a big one. That's how my, that I lost both grandmothers to that. Mm. Yeah. As they got up in age, dementia had set in. Yep. Yeah. And that's sad to watch, you know, because these are people that, you know, have been there 43 your whole life. And then when you go visit them, they don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, that was tough. Except my one grandmother, she knew who I was. So as soon as my mom told me, or as soon as my mother told her who I was, she had this moment of like, you know, she had this look on her face and then she goes, Brian, you broke my damn lamp. <laughs> and I was like, what is she talking about? Was me. <laughs> well, it was me. My sister and I were horse playing and I chucked a pillow at my sister and she ducked and I, I smashed, yeah. I smashed this lamp that she had brought back from Egypt. Like it was, it was like something oh, she was well. very, very. Well, I understand that then. <laughs> so it was very emotional for her because she, as she was upset with me for a long, I do remember that. I remember that. And so, but I was like, that happened when I was like 10 years old. Like that was, I, I was so young when that happened. Right. But she, what's interesting about that is that she completely remembers the name of her horse when she grew up in Tickfaw, you know, Louisiana. She remembers the name of the school. She remembers her classmates and she remembers her teacher's name and she remembers the cereal that she used to eat, you know, 
But then past a certain point, nothing. Like she wouldn't remember that she went to the beauty salon that day, you know? And Mm -hmm. my mom would have to leave like post-it notes. Like when she would look in the mirror, it would say, you went to the beauty salon on this day. And then she would have a calendar on this. So my grandmother had some cues, but then it got to the point where she couldn't take care of herself anymore. And she started a fire in her kitchen and um, she was wandering the hallways in her building and didn't know where she lived. I mean, it just, it got bad. Got It got really sure. bad. And, um, you know, we had to put her in a home, but anyway, but, but I was thinking about that, uh, that, you know, I was reading this, um, a little while ago about the link between dental hygiene and Alzheimer's and dementia. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting link. Very interesting. I like, um, well, while I'm thinking about that, and then how about dementia out as I lied to, Who are you? Lied Who are to craziness. Uh, well, no, one of the other things I've, I was thinking about a lot lately, especially off of our last conversations when we were talking about in, when we were kids and going to the movies and like arcades and, and some of oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, I love it. It's interesting. I, I had forgotten about this show. Um, there's a, there's a, a show on YouTube, hmm. uh, or at least that's where they're releasing their episodes, uh, called Retro Replay. Oh, which okay, is two voice actors that I, I don't know them personally. I've met them once at a convention, uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North, who are actively people who voice current video games. Uh-huh. Uh, Nolan North was, he's the voice of Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. Mm. Uh, one, two, three, and four, like all the way up through. Uh, Troy Baker has been in six hundred video games, so like, oh, like a bunch of a lot of the current stuff. Yeah, and so they, but they're really good friends too, and they're hilarious together. Mm. Um, so they started this show called Retro Replay, and I'll have a we'll have a link in the show notes to the website for them. Okay, uh, and stuff. But they they release new episodes every. They just started their second season mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so every week it's about a half hour long each episode and they, and they play like one specific game. Like the very first episode mm. is the Atari 2600 version of Spider-Man. Oh God. And they're getting so <laughs> frustrated because they can't beat it. <laughs> but it's it, such it, a simple eight bit game. And too, it's hilarious because I mean. it's basically them just shooting the breeze on the couch yeah. while they're playing these games. And most of it is stuff that Troy played, but Nolan did not. Right. And so like he's introducing him to all of these different games. And a lot of it is, viewer choices like they've decided like what they should play and right right and things like that and some but they they pick themselves and so it's a different right. game every week and it's really hilarious to hear their conversations and some of it flashes back on when they were kids and mm-hmm. and so like nolan nolan's about our age troy's a little younger than we are nolan's about our age yeah uh, probably closer to your age than mine um mm-hmm. but he talks about because he grew up in boston Mm-hmm. Um and stuff. So he talked about growing up back east and and some of that. With you know, it's it's very funny, but yeah. it's a very good show. I like. I recommend. Yeah. I've been binging through the past episodes the last couple of weeks while I was at work. Nice. Um. So I really enjoy it very much. So that's gonna be on my regular. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I love it. But that led me oh, also. Some of those. Yeah. What? It led me also. Some of those retro. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. No, first. you. You for Okay. I was gonna say some of those retro games were so terrible. I remember when E.T. came out for the Atari, how excited I was. You know, I liked that game. I enjoyed playing that game when I had the 2600. (laughs) Next to, I mean, Atari's uh, Pinball and Circus Atari were my favorites on the 2600 that we had. Yeah, the Activision Uh, games were my favorite. Like when the Acti- when Activision hit the scene and like Pitfall came out and some of the other Activision. I never really got into Pitfall. River Raid was my sister's like all time yeah. favorite game. Like she absolutely yeah. loved playing River Raid. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but not like for some reason like Pitfall and Circus Atari were developed by Atari. So that right, was, exactly. Especially I had Pitfall a fr- because it was so ridiculous. Like the scores we got were so ridiculous. Like we flipped oh, over four meter like oh, four or five times in a game. We got so good right. at it. We, you know, of the friends that I had, we all had different gaming consoles. I had the Intellivision. Okay. Uh, a friend yeah, of mine a had lot, Coleco. A lot more of the Activision ones came out for Intellivision than they did for Yeah, Atari. Tron was probably my favorite one for that one. But um, I never got. To oh, and, the, and there was a racing game too. There was some racing game that was amazing. My cousins um, had my cousins had Intellivision, and then I had a friend of mine who had the ColecoVision. Yep, I had a friend that had ColecoVision. Yeah. Yep, another friend had Atari. Yeah. Um, had. No, those were those were the three big ones. Um, and then, um, of course we had the video arcade thing right down the street. I mean, yeah. we were just, oh, yeah. it was great. I mean, it, that was, 
that was such a simpler time. But like today, I was I was talking to somebody t- uh, at work the other day, and uh, you know, he his kids don't get out much, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not that kind. They, but you know, and where they live in uh, in New York, they just you know they can't play in the street. That the sure. So he said, you know, it's interesting that um, video games like they have an Xbox One, and a lot of the games require the kids to get up and move around, you know, yeah. to like to play. And he goes, they're exercising like this. I didn't have this when I was yeah, a kid. They, well, now that they have the, the cameras, like the Wii, like the technology, it was kind oh, of, yeah. Xbox. the stuff for the Xbox connect is built into the X bone now. And yeah, so they can, so it's all motion based and yeah. Yeah. He says they're weird. done playing and they're all sweaty. He goes, they're, they're exercising. Yeah. You know, he's like, good for these guys. They really, you know, God forbid they go yeah. outside. But <laughs> right. I mean, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, there were days where my my mom wanted a break. You know, my dad was at work. My mom was working from home. She was doing real estate. She wanted a break. She didn't want noise in the house. She didn't want kids screaming. She would literally go get out, get out. Right. right. You know, and don't come back until the streetlights come on. I don't want to see your face until it's until it's supper time. Right. Yeah. OK. So that's what yeah. we used to do. And we used to do that too. Um, and not so, today, these days, no way. Oh yeah, no, it's, <laughs> oh it's no, 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 well, no. very different world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it was so much, see, that's the thing. It's like, let's say the matrix, they were right. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what's out there to endanger your kids, it's like, yeah, all right, go have fun, you know, go grow. Well, you've seen those memes, right? Like we survived. <laughs> Oh yeah. We survived leaving the house and not coming back to the street. We survived lead paint. We survived driving in a car with no seat belts. <laughs> you know, just in the schools. Asbestos yeah. in the schools. Fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, secondhand smoke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah. want to say, oh well, here's something on the I, just, I put this link in the show notes too, but since we were talking about it, is I found this website uh called Classic Reload that has yeah like thousands of old abandonware game, like these old games and stuff that you can play in your browser. Oh, stuff. So like, I love those from any platform. Like there's just thousands and thousands now, all sorts of different types. And I mean, there's a bunch of stuff for, uh, Commodore 64. Yeah. ColecoVision. And, um, right. You can sort by operating system if you're looking for something specific. Right. Right. You know, um, which well, and awesome. God bless these guys that have pulled the ROMs off of our favorite video arcades. Oh, yeah. Them into an emulator. Oh, man. I love that. Yeah. That's a time suck. Like, if you want something to do, you just want to play video games all day, you jump on a website like that. Before you know it, eight hours has passed. <laughs> you know, if you, if you ever want to go um, on uh, the folks from Critical Role have a second show that they one of the, several shows because they actually built, the, built out their own network of shows now. They have one called Mame Drop. Because they built, and one of their other shows, they built a MAME cabinet. Oh, yeah. So they could play a bunch of these games. And so what they do now is, now it's it was weekly, and they moved it to like every two weeks. But they they pull up a selection of games and just like play for an hour for the audience while they're shooting yeah. the breeze about other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're trying all, like one, one week they had D&D themed games, and they had other one they had that was, the most recent episode I saw, it was toy-based games. Uh-huh. Where it was video games created because of to, to market toys specifically, yeah. so like um, RC Pro or stuff that was game based around what would be toys, like RC Pro Am on Nintendo or the Micro Machines game, which I loved. The Micro Machines Racing, mm. my brother, I loved playing that on the Nintendo. It was so much fun. Right, right. Um, or you know some of those other sort of like toy based specific right. games and stuff. Right, very weird, but yeah, yes. it was. But that's a good show to watch if you're, right. you know, sometimes uh, it helps to know who the people are on it. But Right, right. And I know uh, quite a few people that have taken the Raspberry Pi platform yeah. and that's what they use it for. Like they my, have, my brother did that with his kids. Like he got the Raspberry yeah. Pi specifically to install yeah. RetroPie on it for his kids so they could play yeah. the things that we used yeah. to play. Yeah, and he's got it, and people have hooked it up to their massive, you know, HD. That's that's H- what he did. Yeah, you know, HD TVs and, and and the and the sound. I mean, even it's like these are eight bit games, but the, but it, you know they're on this large screen and yeah yeah. If I know. wasn't going to sell off my TV, I'd totally do that probably. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, I'm buying a Raspberry Pi for other purposes at some point here. So that's, mm, that's I want to get into the Raspberry Pi platform. There's some, like I have a friend of mine at work that built a Raspberry Pi to be used as a digital analog converter. DAC. 
right? Okay. And so it uh, basically it takes digital audio and it warms it up so that it sounds like analog, like you're listening oh, to right. a vinyl record. And it's a well, it's my incredible. my goal is, and that's the thing, like a similar. My goal is to use the Raspberry Pi as a permanent install in my voiceover booth for okay. recording. I'm going to use yeah. that as my computer to record because it's right fan. Yeah, so it's like exactly, like, exactly. You put a nice heat sink on top of it. Forget it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's quiet. So, I mean, it's and it wouldn't require a lot of because it and Audacity doesn't require a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Record it to there, save it to my Drobo, and then I can mm-hmm. edit off of my Drobo live because I have an SSD in there to accelerate as a buffer. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got the hot. You got the hot cache in the Drobo. Yes, I did. That was. Because we talked about that. And so when I got the yep. trouble, that's the first thing I did was get the hot cash. I'm like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That made a big difference. Um, and I haven't been taking advantage of that as much. It helps when I'm streaming stuff from the Drobo because yes. it's a lot more of the video faster. So, and yes, it like does. downloading when I'm syncing stuff off of Plex, so I can watch it right. online. Exactly. Well, when you're uploading to the Drobo, it goes right to that hot cache. You're, you're hitting yeah. that solid state technology. It does help a lot. It yeah. flies. And then so, it just kind of trickles it into the disks. You know? I want to I take more advantage of that uh, going oh, yeah. forward. So I think that'll help me a lot with oh, yeah. that on that front as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Drobo's so a great I encourage, I encourage everybody, go to like Classic Relay. Go see Retro Replay. It's fun. It really is just mm-hmm. fun to watch. It's a half an hour. Half an hour of I will check that out. I have not heard of that. I will uh, check that out. It's really fun and silly. Uh, and again, because Nolan hasn't played, Nolan North hadn't played most of these games. He's in a lot of the modern ones. He hasn't played right. most of these games for this kid. Right. Some of them, and they talk about that, but he's kind of learning as he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's hilarious, just naturally. So it kind of yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, and Classic Reload as well. I, I haven't had a chance to explore a lot of it. I'm definitely going to start at some point here when yeah. I have some time. Yeah, uh, I'm like that's going on a permanent bookmark to be like, yeah, I'm saving that because yeah. I want to have some fun. Yes, sir. Um, I love that. I love I love websites like that where you can like I got on one where you can play Donkey Kong, and well, it internet, was the Internet Archive has a has a section. Oh yeah, where you did like the virtual living room, I think they called it or something, mm. and, and where you can do the a similar th- where you can do basically the similar thing, right? Um, this version of Donkey Kong, it was the up, it was the upgraded ROM that didn't have the kill screen, right? Cause Donkey right. Kong, when it first came out, it only had so much memory that you could, you can only get to a certain part. Yeah. And then it console, console living room. That's what it's called. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Yeah. Just so have a lot it. of these games had a kill screen. I think Pac-Man was another one that had a kill screen. Yeah. That, that one, it's a little trickier cause they're not really, they're not necessarily built to, play in the browser as much but they've got all sorts of but the idea is that's more of a catalog that these things exist at and hear the games yeah. for them and yeah I like the this. magnavox odyssey 2 which i had one did you for a little while yeah i did briefly in the late 90s i was collecting mm-hmm. a bunch of video like game systems and consoles mm-hmm. and i found that i don't even remember where the heck i found that. i think i found that at a goodwill or something Oh like, wow! I need to have this. I had like two games. Like I could never find games for it, though. Yeah, right. It was very fr- yeah. It was like that flat surface where it's kind of like now we look at touch screens and some yeah. of that stuff now, and, and like membrane keyboards and like oh god. And I look at this thing and it had to really push hard to get the buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, like, yeah, the sensors would give out after a while. Like the <laughs> the, the popular yeah. characters stopped working. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Texas Instruments had a, had a console like that, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I had like, I, when I had my 2600, well, I, I had a second, we had one as a kid, as kids and we, and I don't know where that one went, but I got a second one as an adult. Yeah. I had like 150 cartridges for that thing. Oh yeah. It was insane. And it disappeared on me. Ooh. Unfortunately, in the late nineties, I had a, a period where I was moving a lot and it just, uh, unfortunately it, it vanished during one of the moves. Right. And I was really sad about that for a long time. I still like, it still hurts. I was like, man, I would love to pull that out and hook it up to a TV and play it. Yeah. Or even get, if I could get the, like the, the the Atari flashback, the problem with the Atari flashback is it has upgraded graphics Mm. or like the Nintendo ones. Now the the retro NES or whatever, like some of the stuff, right. Cause they've upgraded, not drastically, but they've upgraded enough that it looks different. And it's like, well, that's not the feel of these. Like Galaga was one. Oh yeah where it looks very different than it or space invader. Like it looks very different than it did on the original 2600. So they cleaned right. it up a bit. So it's not like four bit yeah. graphics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's unfortunate, you know, it's like, Oh man, why'd you have to go? Yeah. Do yeah. Right. But, but those are the ones that you can buy with all the games preloaded. 
you know. Yeah, well, no, and that's fine right. to me. I was like, I, I mean, I like there's no cartridge in it. It just if it's, I was go- it, it if, comes with two hundred whatever games. That's the thing. Like I could, I could sit there. I could buy a Raspberry Pi, take the time, install yeah. the emulators, get up, find all the ROMs, install all the ROMs, do all that stuff, yeah. or I could pay the equivalent amount and get one of those things with like a right. hundred games, all of my favorite games on it already, and be like, okay, right. I'm just gonna play it that is. for hours on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think the Pi gives you way more variety because you can load oh, so yeah. many different. Oh yeah, emulators no, no, that's there. that's the thing is there's one. Yeah, it's endless. And in fact, there's one it, that they played on Mame Drop that I actually I've been trying to find. I think it's called Puzzles and Dragons, mm. or something like that. It's it's a D and D based game, but it's a trivia game. Oh. So you're fighting against the computer. It's a trivia contest, and that's how you move forward. And because you're beating the monsters by answering trivia questions, and it was from like the early '90s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow! I, mm-hmm. I but you can only find the ROM. Like, I tried to install Mame on the on my PC, and I couldn't quite get it to work. And I just right now I don't have the time to focus on, of course, doing that because I have other priorities. Yes, I mean it'd be nice to be able to take the time to do that kind of stuff again someday but you know i'm focusing on other things like you know money living and and, (laughs) you know redoing my website and yeah that kind of stuff Um, there you go for this a moment for the soapbox for those of you out there who you know we read endless articles about facebook and being being on facebook and youtube posting to these things and posting to medium and posting all these other things the easiest thing you can do for yourself is build your own freaking website. Mm. It's true. Um, because you, you control it. You have, and I'm not talking about going to wordpress.com necessarily, although you can as an option, not a sponsor of this pod. Nobody's sponsoring this pod, this podcast. This is just me nope. talking story. about it. Cause I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, the interesting thing is there is, um, a group called indie web camp. And that's one of their big things is, is, putting forth the idea that more people should create their own, should create and have their own website specifically to control their own identity. And, and the things that they create can be associated with a particular brand. And because when you post on, like when I post on Facebook, the stuff I'm doing for the movie challenge or that kind of stuff, I don't really control it once it's up there. Like I have some control, hmm. but Facebook has a lot of that too, which is also why, why I'm doing weekly updates on my actual blog Specifically, so that I have more stuff about the movies I did, and I could write longer essays about how I feel about some of this stuff. Mm. Um, So I'm going to put a link to them as well in there. But this is specifically their webpage as to why you should do these things. Uh, If you don't feel code savvy, things like that, there are endless places you can go to learn HTML and CSS, or at least the basics. Um, so that you can create the kind of site that you want. So if you're thinking about getting into programming, that's actually a really good place to start. I think mm. you don't have to deal with ads. You don't have to deal with, I mean, unless you want to put them in there, you know, basically you'd have to get hosting and, and things like that for your sites. You can avoid content loss. If you're careful with your stuff, you can do that. So, you know, there's things you can do that will help you, keep control of what you create Mm -hmm. or what you write, or, you know, you want to post pictures of your family. Great. You don't have to put them up on an iCloud gallery, build a website, throw them up there yourself. Yeah. You know? Um, And so this is a good way to look at why, and it it takes some time, but like code Academy, Treehouse, there's, there's actually places online where you can go and learn HTML, the basics of it for free. Yeah. You can kind of go in there and try it out and see what it means, you know, what it, what you're doing and learn some of that mm-hmm. stuff, get a book, you know, try different courses out. Um, right. I mean, you can go to, you can go back to school if you want and actually pay for a class if you really want to do that too. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things that's, that it's good to kind of in this day and age, we, you know, it's good to keep control. It's, it's more important than ever. I should say to be better right. about keeping control right. of those things that you are, that you're putting out in the world. Exactly. Well, and if school is too scary or whatever, or yeah. it's, it's unaffordable, there are, there are plenty of learning websites like lynda.com 
you know? Yeah, well, I, lo- I love well, that stuff. The trick is Linda I've costs learned, money. I, that's what I'm saying. Linda costs money. I'll check with your local library. There are options. Of course, right. Well. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But that's there, what I'm are, saying. there are less expensive alternatives. Well, like Codecademy is the one I've been, yes. I've been kind of refreshing oh, yeah. a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm Free house I've yeah. played a few times, you know, it's mm-hmm, kind of... Mm-hmm. They have they have paid obviously they're gonna they're gonna prompt you to upgrade because they want they want of course pay for courses and stuff which is yep, fun so. too. Mm-hmm. But um, there are plenty of platforms that you can like WordPress is a great one that you can actually download and install separately mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing if you want you can do you can create like your own little mini Wikipedia yeah. if you wanted to as well um, yeah that kind of, and that's based on open source free software that the Wikimedia foundation created and like, here you can use this and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I encourage you guys. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot this year as I get more involved with projects with artsy and, and my own stuff as well as a, you know, like I said, right now, fear of extreme poverty is a great motivator for me to, I start thinking about these things like, okay, how do I move forward on this stuff? So I start exactly as long as I'm careful to not spin my wheels too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but it gives you a chance to to think about what you're putting out in the world and how do you right. do that. You don't right. have to even do any of these things. You can keep on right. doing what you're doing as long as you're aware right. of what you're doing. And that's how I always look at it is informed consent. Hmm. It's just like idea that people like people post that weird privacy notice on Facebook, like quotes the Rome statute and some weird ICC regulation thing, none mm-hmm. of which applies to mm-hmm. anything. And I always, mm-hmm. I always sit there and go, look, you just they're like, well, it can't hurt. And I'm like, right. It can't hurt because it has no effect. Like it doesn't do anything like this. Literally the stuff they're quoting does not apply to your relationship with Facebook and is right. rendered inert by the fact that you agreed to the terms of service when you created a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's either you leave Facebook, which really isn't an option anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to a lot of degree. I mean, it is possible. And there's actually a whole um, part of what got me thinking about this too, was there was a series on Gizmodo recently um, about quitting the big uh, quitting the big five tech companies. So Amazon, Facebook, Google, Apple, uh, I'm trying to remember what the fifth one was. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find the, uh, uh, Salesforce, maybe I don't know. No, it was um, no quit. Uh, yeah, Microsoft, maybe. No, no, it was it was a five part series. Yeah, I'm trying trying to think of the last tech company that pops that people could possibly be talking about. Facebook, this, LinkedIn. This, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of like what would be a huge platform. Yeah, the series Cashmere Hill. Um, oh, Microsoft. Yay! Yeah, nailed it. So it was nailed a series. It. Called, it was yeah. It was a series called "Goodbye Big Five, and we'll have a link in the show notes for that. It was a series of articles that that she did, basically. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she she experimented over the course of several weeks, over like six weeks, and she had some help in in doing this. Was like blocking Amazon for like she did Amazon, then Facebook, then Google, then Microsoft, then Apple. And in the last week, she tried to cut all five out at once. Oh wow! Like she did one time, one at a time, and it's really fascinating because, like that first week with Amazon, it becomes impossible because Amazon Web Services powers like sixty percent of the current internet. Yeah, including yeah. including their competitors like Netflix mm-hmm. and Hulu. Most mm-hmm. of the federal government, mm-hmm. like the, the back end of that, controls so much stuff like AWS, and that's their major revenue. That's their major source of revenue now. Like it's not you their. Think? People it's ex- talk about it's not cheap. I can tell you everybody, from experience, that is not cheap. Everybody I talk to, like boycotting Facebook, or boycott Amazon. I'm like, you understand that that retail side, like they'll take a hit, but that's not where they generate the majority no. of their money. They're generating nope. the internet. And if oh, you're on yes. the internet, they're making money. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was it, it was a cash cow from day one. Oh, yeah. No. Well, AWS, a, when it was released, the it was cloud smart, services. That was the smartest idea they ever had, that Bezos Ooh. ever had, was released. That oh, was yeah. the smartest oh, movie yeah. they made. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the retail it's stuff. not cheap. I mean, yeah. the retail stuff, obviously, they're still making money. Yeah. But um, bravo to them. for. I mean, that. I will say that. Oh, was, yeah. That was the smartest play. I the, the one article I didn't read was the Microsoft one because I'm not sure. Because, I mean, Windows it's really hard to kind of cut that stuff out of your life. Windows and right. Microsoft Office, especially if you work for a living, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of hard to cut your like cut out of your life. Um, 
it could be done. Don't get me wrong. It can be done, but that's a huge adjustment for like a one week period. Massive. So. Oh yeah. Massive. Apple. Well, and she said like out of everything she did, like Apple was the easiest to mm-hmm. cut because, because, and see, that's the, the benefit of the walled garden. It also becomes the easiest thing to remove from your life because everything is siloed. So mm-hmm. you remove one, you remove it all. But obviously she likes the technology, like the computers work well. The hardware works really well, and she's in that infrastructure. So it, she talked about the fact like it was easy physically, but emotionally it was hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The deal. Well, I'm working on – I mean, I can attest to that. I'm working on – my MacBook Pro is going on eight years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, – oh, it's seven. I got a well, – I got a, an early 2012 model, I think it is. Okay. And um, so it's, it's seven years old. Yeah. You know, th- this – yeah, it's seven. And this is usually around the part uh, of its life where I would have already replaced it. But, I mean, it doesn't move. It sits over there on its little, on its little stand, and I leave it on all the time. So I don't, have, I don't have chip creep. I don't have all the typical things that would go wrong with the system because I'm not constantly powering it on and powering it off. I got SSD technology in there, you know. I got lifetime warranty on the memory. I mean, really, the only thing that's going to blow out is the, the, that would be devastating would be the motherboard. If the yeah, motherboard no, blew out, I, that would be it, like game over. Well, and I think about that sometimes because, like, the, the, the Apple Care on my MacBook Air is, is done. Mm-hmm. And just before it happened, it's thing, just before it ended, the battery died like a week before. So I lucked out that I was able to get in. Oh, yeah. Oh like yeah. Oh, the, before oh, my Apple Care was ending, so they replaced oh, it. Yeah. No charge. I'm like, oh, thank God. Right. Well, in the I lifetime of this, like, yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is just a testament to their technology. But the the battery that was in this MacBook Pro, I've only replaced it mm-hmm. once, and I replaced yeah. it with a third party uh, newer tech battery. Sure. Not a sponsor of this, but but the um, it's no, it, but that but that it's was way it, better than the manufacturer because battery the, because the model that particular model you could actually go yeah that particular model wasn't glued in my wife's model yeah exactly the model she had that's it died so yeah. I thought I thought about that a lot because my MacBook Air it's still going strong and I expect it will probably at least for another year or two yeah yes. you'd be surprised you'd be surprised well, I have you know but but Mojave is going to be the last operating system it supports too oh yeah I can't go to Mojave on this no. one. Um, there, there are hacks. I didn't want to do yeah. it, but there are hacks that you can do it. it it's but not fully supported. And that's what I'm looking at. Like if I can get the Raspberry Pi setup going in my voiceover oh, yeah. booth, like I have my, I, I got a keyboard case for my iPad for Christmas Ooh, nice. from my folks, which was very nice of them. I'm, yes. uh, I, I've been using it more and more as I take it out when I go out for like for artsy for rehearsals and things. Cause I look at all the scripts and PDF on my iPad anyway. Yeah, but now when I'm writing, I try to specifically take that instead of my MacBook mm-hmm. for things. And one thing I can't really do on this effectively yet is edit audio on the fly. Yeah, because I haven't taken the time to really learn and master Fairwrite, which is the audio editing and recording app I have on that specifically mm-hmm. at the recommendation of Jason Snell from Six Colors mm. and his and the incomparable network of. Audio podcast because he actually records and edits in in Ferrite on his iOS yeah. on his yeah, yeah. he's got he's just doing it on the iPad Pro so he's got a right. big screen but right um but he even details like this is how I've been doing this and and that kind of thing I'm like okay I'm so I bought it specific like I paid for the app specifically to give that a shot and I've done I've tried it a couple of times it's 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 kind of counterintuitive as to how to mm. move things around by touch. Right, because it doesn't use a mouse, so you're like uh, you use your finger to drag stuff around. Right, and, yeah. right. So it's a little weird, um, but I really want to be more and like loading loading files in and out is a little bit of a headache. But that's partially right. because of iOS more than anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Although now with the Files app, that now that they've ad- opened up, like adding stuff from Dropbox and yes. file, like open that up a little bit more. Right. I mean, and I pay for more iCloud storage, so I could probably do something with that too and be more aggressive right. about that so I could edit on the fly. So that's right. that's kind of the last hurdle I'm trying to get over is figuring sure. that out because then the MacBook, when it dies, or yeah. if I decide to sell it for rent money, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, yeah. I, still have, I still have my desktop. I still have right. things. Um, I'm actually thinking of right now is because uh, I have a second monitor behind me as well is hooking that up to this Mac mini and running that in the booth. 
ah. with a, with the with the other microphone right when i need to record because then i could just record off that one instead of this setup or find yeah. some way to do it so i can use one mic for both setups it's gonna be super yeah. weird but yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah. i could then, do it i don't know right I, and I then you start cranking out books cranking out that's, more books and that's what i mean like having the discipline to do that to get back into that i think part of what it I've been sitting there like, it's got to be quiet. It's got to be quiet. And then I remember I go back to like, you know, when I started, I was in a concrete bedroom mm-hmm. under the Burbank flight path in North Hollywood. Right. Recording stuff. And I did not let that stand with loud roommates. And I did not let any of that stop me. And I cranked out yeah. like half a dozen books yeah. at that time. Um, so I'm like, you know, you coward, you just, just do it. You know, it's. I think once you find that you get in motion, it, yeah, you, that's like, what it, that's, it, that's it, the first. Term a lot of it really. was, and that's the same thing that stopped me in when I was living in when I was living back in Phoenix, even in my apartment. Like I let a lot of little stuff stop me out of because the perfectionism mm-hmm. and the resistance mm-hmm. of actually doing it, and I'm just like stupid. Just go, right? Get out of your own way. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I say. Build your own website and get out of your own way. That's pretty. Yeah. That's, if they're going to take anything away from today. Right. Oh, and play more games, I guess. Yeah, and play more games. Find and support time, your local theater. Set aside some time to play more games. Support your local theater. Uh, go to artsy.org if you want to see everything we're doing on that. On that. Right. But, um, and, fun and in the life, whole, they've got right? the whole catalog. Yeah. You know, that's, right. it's really, uh, I remember from college, um, the, the director of the marching band there had a sign in her, in her office mm. there that always said, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Yeah. So that's, that's how I've always, I, I took that to heart when I went to that, uh, uh, my, my time in Flagstaff out of anything else, that's what I took away more than anything else in my life was yeah. that like, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And so yeah, exactly. it's not, it's not necessarily you have to be a hedonist, but you know, find some enjoyment in the things that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, otherwise why bother doing them? Cause you know, YOLO baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. YOLO. You know, it's yeah. funny. Quick side note. Uh, when I drive to Sacramento, I drive uh, over the Yolo County line. Yeah. <laughs> and every time. I always think about that. I always think about that every time I look at a map. I'm like, Yolo. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Yolo. I always yell it out. Yolo. <laughs> I used to do. Um, my brother I and I started this line. thing when we would do road trips and stuff. Uh, when we cross county lines, because, you know, you always see that sign now entering such and such county. Yeah. We always used to joke because we used to watch the the critic. Oh, yeah. I remember that cartoon and there, I love that cartoon. His dad would go crazy and like th- he thought he was El Kabong from the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. That's right. And so we'd always go along go, Kabong. It was just, that becomes a weird thing. And that was just fun. I, I wonder if that cartoon is somewhere online. I would like to revisit that. whole series. I, That was I'm a funny show. I'm willing to bet that it probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, because that How was, uh, I cannot remember specifically. It wasn't, there was a character, it was Quick Draw McGraw. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, uh, yes. What's the name of the character? Right. Uh, I know YouTube probably has some some uh, homages, co- and mashups. And Kabong stuff. was his guitar. He would hit somebody with a guitar, wouldn't it? Yes. In that's the, what it, Kabong. Kabong. Yeah. Bong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was. Uh, that was always fun. That's I just yeah. I love that. So it was. Oh boy, was, I had to dust off the cobwebs idea, for that the one. The idea was a take on Zorro. Yes, but he was El Cabong, and he would yeah. smack you with, <laughs> would clobber you with his guitar. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Oh boy, uh, but we don't have time for that anymore because we're out of time on the show. Cabong. <laughs> yes, that, was, <laughs> that sounds means we've reached the top of the it's the end of these. <laughs> Tridex medicated band hour. Uh, oh. <laughs> you you reached the end of another episode of the Brian Trust. Mercifully, we stumble across the ending. Uh, you can listen to this show and all of our episodes on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. You can subscribe there or on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts are caught and listened to throughout the ages and infinity, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, wherever you do listen to the show, if you have the opportunity, please feel free to rate and review the show because ratings and reviews are how shows like ours get discovered by other people listening on those same services. Yep. Uh, if you want to give us feedback directly that you feel isn't warranted in a family friendly review or you have more pointed feedback, you can always contact us directly. Yeah. Um, you can email us at Brian trust podcast at gmail.com. 
I will point out. I will point out that Brian is spelled with an I correctly. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Brian trust. Mm. Um, we're also available on Twitter. Uh, the show is at the Brian trust. You can see a theme going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually. We're also on Twitter. I am at actor geek. I am at B Selkie. And that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the Brian trust. So until next time. The hippo. Hurricane holler. I forgot about that one. Wow. That one? The big old hippo is blowhard. (laughs) Captain K Man. Hong Kong Fooey. Oh man, Saturday Uh, mornings were great. Okay, let's save that for next week. (laughs) Yes. All right.